0: So I think over the long term, that turned into this very interesting um, path where we learned more and more about how the governance of a system like this works. And, you know, government governance probably isn't even a good word for it because it really is more of an anarchic system where it's a system of rules where there are no rulers. And, you know, that really throws a lot of people for a loop because there's they're not really Many other systems that are analogous to that, unless you're talking about kind of like meta concepts like language or um, even religion, is not a really good one because most religions have some sort of hierarchy to them. Um, But something organic, like I think language, that is more um, spontaneous and how it evolves over time, um, you know, from a sort of memetics. Uh, type of viewpoint. I think that's a a better type of organism uh, that you can compare this to. It's just this organism is um, better defined. I mean, it is. You know, there is code in which we try to define it, but 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 once again, I think that confuses people because a lot of people think that um, the the rules that your node, for example, are enforcing that, you know, that is the definition of Bitcoin. But I think that the definition of Bitcoin is actually um, ephemeral. I mean, it's just sort of floating out there and the rest of us are trying to figure out what it actually is and codify it as much as possible. But I don't think that we'll ever actually be able to say for 100% certain, you know, this Uh, The current rule set is uh, Bitcoin or it is what the uh, sort of optimal form of sound money is. I think that it's always going to be evolving over time.
1: Uh, so it's interesting to hear, like, the perspective you initially had and, like, how that how that grew as well, and uh, more you thought upon it. So, I mean, uh, were you, would you have considered yourself a cypherpunk before you discovered Bitcoin? Or was that something that came about because of your discovery of Bitcoin? I guess which came first?
0: No, I was almost the antithesis of a uh, cypherpunk when I learned about it, uh, because I was actually working for an online marketing company that was essentially. Just hoovering up raw analytics data. And my job was to build large scale cloud infrastructure systems that could analyze all of this data as quickly as possible so that our clients who were mostly online retail companies could better target people to sell stuff to them. Uh, That was not Something that I found, um, you know, ideologically interesting, it just happened to provide some interesting technical challenges due to the scale of uh, the requirements uh, that, you know, as the company kept growing, as as the data uh, that needed to be ingested kept going up by orders of magnitude. So... If anything, that experience, I think, gave me an even greater understanding of exactly how much surveillance is happening on the internet just as you're going about your day-to-day business clicking around. Because I was the guy on the back end who was receiving a lot of that data and then helping people slice and dice it and um, use it to come up with... um, new inferences about you know who you were and what you wanted. Jameson, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on privacy wallets like Wasabi? Uh, do you see a use case for them? So the I think the difficult thing, especially if we're talking about uh, on-chain privacy, the diff- difficult thing is it's very easy to screw up. Um, you know, even if you are using a, a, a wallet that is primarily focused on protecting your privacy, then it, it almost comes down to the UTXO level of, you know how, how well are you managing those UTXOs and how easy is it for you to accidentally correlate them together? So I don't know, I, I think that a lot of people may think that those wallets give them more privacy than they actually do because I think it still somewhat comes down to what you're doing with the funds um, after they're leaving that uh, privacy-based wallet. So it's hard to quantify. Um, I certainly don't think they're bad, but it's, it's also, it's not really something that, I use myself, except in rare circumstances. And really the way that, that I tend to advise our own clients is that you, you probably are wasting your time if you're just constantly mixing your funds and in, in like thinking, oh, I'm becoming more and more and more private. Uh, rather, the way that I tend to approach it is if I want privacy for a payment then I send that payment to the mixer and then directly from the mixer, I send it to the target destination. You make the payment from the mixer. Um, other than that, I, th- I think a lot of this like constant mixing and uh, you know, constantly doing on-chain transactions is probably not buying people quite as much privacy as they they might think.
1: I'd be interested to hear what your um, opinions are on Monero um, as an option, because obviously it's considered a privacy coin, and and so I'd, I'd just be interested to see what you think of that or the future well i guess how how, how usable that is um for people um, especially over something like bitcoin which is pseudonymous and has some kind of privacy and security built to a degree into it but um not as much as as monero does on the chain
0: well yeah i mean i think that monero is more user friendly if you want a really high level of privacy then you don't have to jump through as many hoops basically, you know, um, I think that whenever it comes down to a user, having to actually think about UTXO management, then we've really lost a lot of the the UX on expecting mainstream people to ever be able to use something like that. So I am a fan of Monero and if anything, You know, I'm, I'm disappointed that it hasn't been adopted more than it has. And, you know, I'm not surprised though. I I don't really, I don't consider it to be a problem with Monero as a project. I think it's rather, it's a reflection on society and just the fact that the vast majority of people don't think about or don't care about their privacy, um, I certainly wish that we would see a lot more adoption of uh, networks that have stronger privacy. But um, I think f- for the time being, we're just gonna have to be happy with the uh, privacy conscious individuals that you know, put in the time to do their own research and figure out w- what tools are acceptable to continue pushing these projects forward.
1: Well, I guess while I'm on the topic of altcoins, I might as well go down, the, go down this path. Uh, like something I um, saw you recently, because I, I follow you on Twitter on my personal account, and something I've been seeing um, fairly recently uh, was that you were looking into Solana, and... Um, And trying to be a validator or node, whichever way you want to go about it, um, on Solana. Um, And I I just, I guess I wondered why you chose to look at Solana. it's something that I looked into myself a little while ago just to try and understand it, like what they're up to and what the aim was. Um, and whilst I can understand pretty much what they were trying to do, what the aim was, what it what it did, I couldn't understand how it did it. Like proof of history, for example, this this kind of consensus they bring up, I couldn't work out how it actually worked or I could understand yeah. what they're trying to do. So I guess I just was interested in like wh- uh, why you chose to look at it and, and kind of what you've learned as well from looking at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not singling them out. Um, this is actually a part of an annual, uh, series of performance tests that I run. Now, this is the first year that I've ever run a Solana performance test, though. I'm not sure if it even really existed a year ago, but obviously the reason that I'm doing is because isn't it, I think it's a top 10 coin. Now. I, I basically, I try to cover, um, uh, yeah, it's like top 15. Um, but, I basically try to understand you know all of these networks that uh basically all of all of them in the top 20 are have market caps over like 20 or 10 billion dollars um so you know if you if you're supposedly securing over 10 billion dollars worth of funds then i'm interested to know what is your security model uh what can an end user expect uh with regard to their self-sovereignty in the system. Uh, you know, how, how much power are they actually ceding to a third party or perhaps some sort of coalition? Um, you know, basically the, the model that Bitcoin has created is very well distributed in terms of power. And I think that people talk about decentralization a lot in this space without talking about what we're actually trying to decentralize and it's the power we don't want kings we don't want tyrants we don't want uh, small cabals of people operating behind closed doors to make decisions on our behalf we already have that it's called the banking system so why the hell would we re-implement the same broken system or the same broken architecture and That's what fascinates me with some of these coins, because it seems like they're basically re-implementing the same type of architecture and essentially using this, what I would call either security theater or veil of decentralization, uh, creating enough obscurity that for the average person they're not going to know any better and they're going to think oh this thing basically operates the same way as bitcoin it just has these other additional features which make it even better and you know that's just kind of one of the things that i think that we need to push back against is a lot of uh claims that that all of these altcoins are on the same tier as bitcoin